Hi there, welcome to another episode of Song in a Chat with your host, Pete Pascoe. That would be me. How you doing, folks? All right. Uh, I've got a bit of a chuckle in my voice because when I, I, I let you into a production secret, when I just did the first take there, I went, Hi there, and welcome to the Heber. And I thought, I actually said out loud, Well, this is going to be a long night. Oh dear, it's the evening. Um, I'm fizzed up. I'm ready to go. I, I love recording these podcast episodes. It's such good fun. Uh, I've been out at the beach today a couple of times. Voice is a bit husky, isn't it? Gotta say, it's my birthday today. Woohoo! And it's my daughter's as well. I share it with her, and that's pretty cool. Um, I've had a bit of fun. Yeah, what are we doing in the podcast episode this week? Well, like every week, we are featuring a song, a song from the past. If you're back again for another dose, thanks so much for tuning in. This is just, I'm really enjoying it, and I hope you are too. Uh, if it's your first time here, uh, welcome aboard. There's a, yeah some show notes going on there, so it gives you a little idea about what we're up to. Um, the we, well, just me and all my friends here in the studio. Hello, hello, hello. The pig there with some wings on. He didn't say anything. That gives you some idea of what we're dealing with. Yep. We have a, a, a artist musician who is just enjoying sitting back and, and, and playing the piano a bit like this. Hang on. Here we go. Which I really enjoy doing. It's, it's such good fun, obviously. Yeah. Um, obviously, but it's good fun to me. I, I love playing the piano. It's nice to sit back and play the piano. And you'll get some anecdotes and bits and pieces. Um, the, today's song, we're going to leap straight into it. I, I used to sort of hold back on the, the title like it was some big moment. And then I realized, well, duh, it's uh, in the title <laughs> and in the show notes. So I think everybody knows it's here right now. Knows The song is called Missed Me. And uh, where did the song come from? Interesting, isn't it? Interesting concept. Where, where, does a, where does a song come from? Well, it's my job to talk you through the process. And um, songs from 1985. It's song number five that I ever wrote, like ever. And I, I talk about the dark ages 1985 i can't believe it was that long ago goodness me it doesn't feel that long ago um i was back in new zealand uh, i'm living in melbourne now I'm, I'm, I'm recording this in my my studio at my home um and uh i think back to those days and um well there's a young fella um it was my first sort of major relationship this song was written about and um, I remember my girlfriend at the time, we were sharing a house, so I was pretty major uh, for a while, and uh, she headed off up to Auckland, which is the capital, no it's not, <laughs> it's a large city, you'd think it was a capital, but it's the largest city in New Zealand up in the north. Uh, at this time I was living in Palmerston North, which is near Wellington, a smaller rural town sort of, you know, rural centre place. Nice place, actually, Palmy. Good, big old, bit of a shout-out to Palmy North. Great place. Cops a bit of flack from time to night, from time to time, but I had a blast there. My memories are of a, a beautiful Manawatu River flowing, which I've talked about in previous episodes, flowing uh, on one border of the city. Um, 
years of playing cricket for the United Cricket Club and and, uh, years of playing music in the evenings. And, you know, that's where I learned to play, yeah? I had five years classical originally, so I learned to read, which was great. Great skill to read. And then I got in and started playing with chords like this and just... Started letting my hands sort of with that pen off the keys flow, and I got more sort of more and more confident with what I was doing. And in the moment, talking talking to the piano about like, "Hey, how you doing there? All right. Oh, you want a request? Birdie dance? No, <laughs> afraid not. Well, there's nothing wrong with that song, but uh, <laughs> I got to tell you a funny story um, sometime maybe later in the episode about that particular song um we're gonna get into it i'm gonna so this is missed me um i remember yes my girlfriend went off to auckland and i she hadn't gone five minutes and i suddenly thought wow we're gonna miss each other here Um, and where's the relationship going that's what i was thinking okay without further ado let's roll missed me here we go Talking walk Show me the lips I want to kiss And look into your eyes This isn't lies Cause you miss me You've only been gone a few hours But I already know When you Scared 
Radio, so there we go. You've been listening to Missed Me by Pete Pascoe from 1985. Gordon Bennett. <laughs> All right, where did the song come from? Well, as I say, you know the story already. The words I wrote. Now, about the words I wrote, this was, as I say, a long time ago. This was song number five. And here's songwriting tip number one. When you're writing lyrics... Just have a go. Just just put something down. And don't be too critical of them because they may not be the best words in the world, but when you put music with them, just maybe, maybe, just maybe they'll come alive. Yeah. So uh, maybe have a look at some album covers and have a look at some lyrics, even some huge hits and stuff, and have a look at the lyrics by themselves. And they, <laughs> some of them sort of fall a bit flat. Yeah, between, oh, like the word between. Um, yeah, but naive, naive. Hmm. Let's have a look and see what I wrote back in 1985. Goodness me, here we go. I'll get over it one day. Um, how are we going to see? There's a lighting going in here today. Yeah, I hardly see. Here we are. Oh, don't tell me you didn't miss my sloppy talk and walk. Rhymed talk and walk. Hmm. Show me the lips I want to kiss and look into my eyes. This isn't lies, because you missed me. So what I've done here, what I've done is I have uh, traveled in time a little bit, which is kind of really good fun as a songwriter. You get to do this. So I've imagined um, when when she's coming back. She's just gone. As I said, it was five minutes. I remember clearly it was about, maybe about five minutes after she left, and suddenly the penny dropped that we were missing each other here. And, yeah, where's the relationship going? And... Uh, Feelings like that were starting to creep in a little bit for me, um, and uh, here we are. Here I am talking about you've come back already. Yeah, don't tell me you haven't missed me. <laughs> you've missed me. Yeah, so you'll you'll only be gone a few hours. So now I've come back in time. I uh, come into normal time, but I already know when you come back, we'll cry. Yeah, you missed me. Missed me. So um, yeah, it's interesting them saying you'll miss me. Hmm. Okay, so lonely and quiet tonight. So there's more to the picture, isn't there? So lonely and quiet tonight. I guess you'd already thought ahead to being alone. So again, I've changed in time. I I, I put myself in uh, my girlfriend's shoes. Um, how she? I, I was imagining how she was going to feel before she left. I guess you'd already thought ahead to being alone. And here I am now, so I'm writing to this. I'm writing this to you now to pass the hours too, because you miss me. Yeah, oh, you've only been gone a few hours, but I already know when you come back, we'll cry. Yeah, you missed me. All right, all right. That's where we're going so far. So, as a songwriter, here's a tip: you can write about a moment in time. You can project yourself back in time. You can project yourself. After the after the fact, yeah, you can be reflecting on it. So there's different ways of looking at one particular sort of item of interest, the thing that you're examining or talking about or describing by by simply traveling in time a little bit. Um, you can you can have come up with a different angle, and and I'm enjoying analyzing the lyrics like this because I didn't realize I did that, but it's it's happened a few times now in these episodes, and I find that interesting. All right. Oh, I'll bet you're scared. I like that. Oh, oh, it's definitely. Oh, oh, I'll come to that musically. Oh, I'll bet you're scared of feeling incomplete. 
So yeah, these these are fairly obvious lyrics. You notice I haven't gone into them too deep to say what was I meaning. Well, what I was meaning there there isn't there's not sort of another layer here, although there is something sort of unspoken which I'll come to I think gently later on about the lyrics, the words. But um, in, as far as each sentence goes, they're very straightforward things. So there's not much, not much lyric analyzing going to be going on tonight. I can tell you that. Uh, but you're feeling incomplete without this fool there. I can tell you why I put this fool in there. Because I read once that there is this magic recipe to having a hit record. And if you put fool, the word fool, F-O-O-L, in your song, there's a good chance it'll be, become a hit. And there's a lot of songs that have uh, got the word fool in there, and uh, maybe there's something to that. So I think that's why I put the word in there. <laughs> Plus, I was a bit goofy then. Yeah, Maybe I still am. There, I'm going to fill your times with laughter hmm. when you come back. Okay. But then there's a tag at the end, and I'm saying this. It's too late for turning back. It's too late you left me behind. It's too late if you're back. You realize too late? I'm your kind. And there I was projecting some sort of, at that point in time, uh, imaginary future. I was casting my mind forward. And, well, whether it's some sort of prophecy, I don't know, but it didn't actually work out between us. So that's an early relationship. Um, and uh, that was sort of what happened. So uh, that was the words. And um, why, why I've got a bit of a smile on my voice is, as I said, don't be too hard on yourself when you're starting out writing lyrics. I like to think I've improved. <laughs> I think these aren't terrible lyrics, but they're not, you know, they're not sort of changing the world kind of uh, ones, are they? And what brought them to life was this. Hang on. So just playing that there, and that is the riff of music. The riff being a, re a repeated sort of musical phrase or some chords that sort of sound hopefully good. And I, I think they were, in contrast perhaps to the words, quite strong. I, I, I like like riff. And did you like the way Paul put in on this Paul Dredge, marvellous Paul Dredge on guitar, that... That sort of... <laughs> Try to bend the piano. That. So right now I'm going to bring up the importance of choice of instruments that you choose to record with. If you're if you're a musician and a songwriter tuning in and thinking, what's this guy talking about? What's he up to here? I see what he's got to say. Well, what I've got to say is, if you're really, really lucky, you'll meet someone like my mate, Paul Dredge. Uh, what a great, great musician Paul is. And uh, in his own stead, he, he plays all these different instruments incredibly well, has great arranging skills, and, and that, that's all great. But what if... Paul's tastes were entirely different to mine. So I'm going to jump down, go down this path for a minute. If you're really lucky, you're going to meet someone who fits like a glove in terms of a songwriting buddy. And that's what I found in Paul. 
just incredibly lucky. We, it's not something we had to really work at and knock off some rough edges and have some fist fights and all that and argue and scream. And you know, you hear that about songwriters, don't you, in bands and that. But Paul and I, no, easiest thing in the world. And I think the thing is, I wrote in my blog post today this week that the more I analyze my work, um, the more I realize that I just get in there real quick, I get the job done, and I'm out of there. I don't sort of dwell on creative work. I, I, I give it work, I give it plenty, and I really, really enjoy the things that come quickly. And and what what came quickly for Paul and I was the um, the arranging of the what we did. You know, even live how we left space for each other playing. Paul played guitar and bass on that particular recording. You just heard there we overdubbed the bass. But with the piano and the guitar, you know, there was, there was room. And, and uh, just like to mention um, fantastic Earl, Polo, Earl Pollard on drums. Uh, Earl's no longer with us, unfortunately. Uh, great guy, great drummer. And how sensitive uh, his drumming was. And and the three of us, I remember when we recorded that album. Uh, in fact, it's on an album called Lost in Time. And why is it here as a demo? Well, Lost in Time was recorded and mixed in two days. So you probably really probably have to call it demo, I suppose, in a way. But it's a finished piece of art in its own right. And, and I love it. I love that album for that. Um, for that that's Pretty much everything I've ever recorded has been like that. They're out of necessity. Uh, in terms of budget, that's been a big thing. And in terms of other things going on in my life. Now, here's, a, here's another point. Um, as a songwriter, um, you know, just, just really grab the chances that you have to record. And don't wait for that perfect time. Don't wait for the huge budget. Get in there and, and, and go with what you've what you've got. You know, that the... the the most recent recording I've done with my band, which is coming out shortly, it was done with zero budget. <laughs> I recorded the whole thing with every last lead. I'll come to that. That's a whole nother story. But anyway, I went off on a bit of a tangent there. Pick your musical mates and pick them well. Yeah? Make sure there's some mutual respect and you're all sensitive musicians and you'll, you'll have a great time. So that that's where the song came from. I sat down, I had the words, and I sat down and did that riff. etc. And I thought, where am I going? Ooh, that's going somewhere. I'll go here. And I went, don't tell me you tell me I sloppy talk and pause. Show me the lips I want to kiss and look into my eyes. This isn't lies Cause you miss me And it really came quickly like that um, I've certainly not blown my own trumpet Or putting myself in this gentleman's league at all But it strikes me as being a bit like a Mark Knopfler song um, Dire Straits I think there's something about that Maybe it's the way Paul played his guitar as well But the chords sort of wander it's sort of, I'd say it's a conversational sort of a song It's certainly not a dance floor hit You know, there's no doof, doof you could do that too, of course, but I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, last week I mentioned about a seventh chord, this sort of thing. Oh yeah, that whole seventh. And I don't know if you heard it in there, but I put one in here. And it can be done, it can be unusually like, When you look into my eyes, here it is. 
This isn't lies, cause you miss me. So just for a minute, it just sort of got a bit of attention, a bit of extra attention, because I could have missed it. I could. Here's it. I haven't tried it without going to seventh. Here it is without. And look into my eyes. This isn't lies, cause you miss me. Nothing wrong with that. But I really like the fact that I went to the seventh one more time. Look into my eyes. This isn't lies. Cause you miss me. So it's something important coming about. So it's grabbing attention. So yeah, there we go. It's interesting to me. Use the use a chord to grab attention. Yes, we do that all the time, but go for an unusual chord occasionally. Oh, I'm I'm good like that. I will check in an unusual chord. I just ask my bandmates. Ask Paul. <laughs> Going along nicely and they'll go to Z flat out of nowhere. It's all good. Uh speaking of that, here we go. Um down towards the yeah, getting into the song. Oh, I'll bet you're scared. Oh, where we are. Feeling without you. Oh, yeah. Without this fool there. Yes, I'll fill your times. This one. With laughter, baby. That one. Wasn't just a seven. It was with laughter. And that was B flat with the counter bass of E flat. Out of the blue. And that was saying... That is the end of the singing. That is the end of the song, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're just going to get into jamming on. Onwards to the end. So it's nice to throw the occasional unusual chord in. I'm, I'm a bit of a bit keen on that sort of thing. So there you go. I think if something comes to mind and you think, oh, where's that chord coming from? Should I give it a go? Yeah, you should give it a go because you don't want to die wondering. you you gotta, you got to go with the moment. It's like being really too careful when you're painting a picture. Yeah, you've, you've got your technique down and you know blue and red equals purple. And that. Oh, I've got a feeling I want to put aqua green in there. You want to do what? Oh, I've aqua green in that sky. Well, buddy, if you're seeing aqua green, really? Okay, put it in. Well, yeah, that, 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 I wasn't expecting that. That's kind of cool. So you get these happy surprises. So I think don't be afraid to experiment, yeah? we uh, It's really, here's another thing. It's really great to learn a whole lot of technique and learn from textbooks and, and learn your circle of fifths check that out online that'll just guide you that'll guide you immediately to relative chords these are like your colors get that all under your belt and then what do you do break the rules have a go i think it's important to know the rules but i think it's equally important to break the rules why because you're going to make mistakes but you're going to make some good mistakes and those mistakes are going to give you your own style and your own original sound and, and and you build up your your library, if you like, of little mistakes that you do. Here's a few that I do for you. Um, I, I tend to bounce notes like this on the piano. And it's very non-classical because I'm actually sliding from one note to the other with one finger. I'm not going two, three, second finger, third finger. I'm bouncing. So... And I think it gives me a, a style. It means I flow. At times it's a little inaccurate uh, in a rhythmical sense, but in the melodic sense, it's sort of just, just sort of 
gives it something extra. And I love just playing away. These chords are actually really nice to play over the top of. I'm just going to play a bit now, bit now uh, as we were doing at the outro, if you want to call it that, at the end of the song. So this, this sort of thing here, I'll just play for a moment. So yeah, it wasn't overly inspiring, inspiring what I was playing there, but it is a nice feeling to sort of sit back and do that sort of thing. And you know, I loved what Paul um, does on the guitar at the end of the song and, and in the middle in there, with a bit of soloing. So it's nice to sort of sit back and, and uh, take the time in a song. I, I think here's a little songwriting tip. Um, yeah, I'd sit back from the voice and the singing for a while and just let the music just let the music take center stage. You know, it's like a solo, but it doesn't have to be a real solo as such. It can be just sort of a holding pattern. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little riff came to me there that came in unusual. This bit here, where I went. So it sort of went up. It just sort of carried on up, didn't it? I like little bits and pieces like that, little little riffy little bits. And, you know, that all really pretty much came with a rush. That wasn't something I sort of, you know, mucked around in. So, look, that gives you an idea of where the song came from. I haven't, I haven't delved in too deeply into the lyrics in a sense, out of respect for the other party that the song was uh, written about. Um, <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah, and, you know, you'll, uh, you dare have a lot of fun growing up. And uh, I think I'm going to come up with something from my past here. Just give me a second. I'm just going to push stop for a moment. And we're back. And what came to mind straight away was this. After the restaurant gig uh, that uh, Paul and I used to play with this, this other magnificent drummer, uh, Phil Mann, um, we went back to the, the flat here and uh, my girlfriend was out. And we, we flicked the box on and there was the young ones. And Phil introduced us to, to the young ones. And oh my God. Gosh, are these guys, people are so clever. You know, Nigel Planer and Rick Mayle and, and the rest of them. You know, they got played Vivian and Mike. If you have if you haven't if you're not up with what the young ones are, do a Google search, the young ones, and if there's some episodes on YouTube, I'm sure there would be. They're just brilliant. And I, I particularly like Neil the Hippie. And there's this one scene where he's always yeah, have you seen, man? He, he was cooking up this monumental pot, pot's the wrong word, but cauldron, if you like, of lentils. And um, and he's in this flat, it's a seriously messy flat, and uh, he picks it up off the stove with his bare hands, and it's like piping hot. He goes, oh, oh, wow, this is really amazingly hot. He throws it up in the air, down come the lentils. He goes, oh, well, tea's on the floor, guys. <laughs> And um, oh, you got to see his expression, Nigel Planer, as Neil. And um, that really had this, that episode had this, it just stuck, stuck like glue for Paul and I. And every now and then we'd, we'd just do a Neil 
Well, and uh, when we were flatting together, it was always, oh, tea's on the floor, guys. So to get tea's on the floor, man. <laughs> I, I have said that to my daughters very recent times. They looked at me. So I must introduce them to the young ones. There you go. There's a bit of fun. All right, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, if there's something I've, I'm not sort of touching on enough you'd like to hear more of, look, let me know in an email, info at petepasco.com. Uh, if you're enjoying this series, please let me know. You know. Leave some favorable reviews or something like that. That would be wonderful. If you want to follow me, if you want to follow my... Get it on my email list, info at petepasco.com is the go. If you want to check out the blog, petepasco.wordpress.com. I've written about this on on that, that particular uh, blog post. I've written a bit about what I got up to today. And I had two swims at the ocean today. Uh, I had a bit of a cast for a fish. No luck. Didn't matter. Um, I painted a picture on the spot. Love doing that. A seascape. Um Made a video tonight, how to draw a pig on a bike. <laughs> As you do, it's just part two of this. It's the pig, the pillion passenger. The pig, the pillion passenger. <laughs> Maybe there's a song in that. Um, and a few other things. So, uh, yeah, look, thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next week on a song and a chat. For now, it's good night from me or good afternoon or good morning. I hope you're having a great week. Catch you next time. I'll just float out with a bit of piano here with Missed Me. Catch you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is Pete Pascoe signing out. In fact, we'll get the band take it out. Hang on. Too late, man.